1: The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Please welcome your CEO coach
0: And welcome to CEO Coach this Monday morning in Seattle, Washington, and Monday evening in Madrid, España, which is where I'm coming from you this uh, to you this week. So great to be with you on CEO Coach. We're going to talk about a top ten list I found recently. Uh, I read an awful lot of stuff as I travel from city to city, and this wonderful top ten list came from millionaire entrepreneur Simon Dolan. I'm going to share some of his thoughts and add some of my own. I thought it was really cogent. Let's begin. The first thing, first and foremost, I have to agree with him. Number one, don't waste your money. It doesn't matter whether you've gotten yourself funded for a million bucks or 10 million bucks or you're just borrowing something from mom or you've pulled it out of the penny jar. It doesn't matter. Don't waste waste it. I find huge numbers of entrepreneurs around the world who think that the first thing they need to do is get expensive offices leased, buy beautiful furniture themselves, uh, pick up all kinds of uh, brand new equipment in terms of technology items from laptops to netbooks and uh, huge screen TVs and uh, excellent lighting and this and that and the next thing. I'd say spend your money on the chairs and the lights and everything else comes from places like Ikea, used place, uh, products, um, you know, Dell refurbished and uh, Apple's outlet store, things like that. Whatever it is, it can be had less expensively, waste nothing. And I would say that if you continue to do that as you grow, you're going to be in a lot less money when it comes round to the round A and B and C. Right? And you will be able to grow more quickly and efficiently. It also gives a very good pattern to your employees. What you do, they will do. Set the pattern wisely and you won't find yourself thinking, gee, they're just spending all this money. Okay? Number two, learn to sell. One of the most difficult things for technology entrepreneurs is to get comfortable with the concept of selling their idea. They're great at thinking up brilliant things. They're absolutely brilliant about designing everything from landing pages to, uh, I don't know, whatever the the user identity is and the the user experience on their website, all of that stuff. But they cannot get it together to sell and close a deal. Learn to do it. If it takes a class, go take it. Community colleges abound everywhere throughout the states and throughout the countries around the world. Find out whatever it takes to learn how to do it, including hiring one someone who sells. They can teach you how it's done and you'll understand the process. The process of selling involves more than being excited about your product. You need to know about the sales cycle itself and it's important that you get comfortable as the senior level Uh, manager of your company. If the CEO cannot close a deal, you cannot expect anybody else to learn how it's done. Number three, duplicate yourself. That one is incredibly important and very, very difficult. You as an entrepreneur beginning your business wear all of the hats of the industry or the company that you're about to begin. When somebody answers the phone or you answer the phone from someone else, the first thing you're thinking is, what hat am I putting on now? Would you like me to be the finance manager? Would you like me to be uh, the shipping clerk? Would you like me to be the production manager? Whatever it is, you're it. As you grow your business, you find people with complementary skills who can do things that you can't. And that makes sense. But the difficult thing there is that at some point, you're going to have to find people who can do a piece of everything that you do, leaving you free to be the vision of the company. You have to go and climb the highest mountain and climb the highest tree on top of it and shout to everybody who's hacking through the bush behind you, wrong mountain, that way. If you don't have the time and the leisure to be studying your competitive landscape, to be understanding what's coming next in your industry, and to be there ahead of the next guy, then the company really does fail. So all of the tactical things that you perform in your company today must be, if you will, outsourced to a person either outside or inside your company. And by duplicating my, or yourself, we're really talking about bringing people in, hiring people who can do at least a portion of what you do today. Sometimes you have to put up with the idea that they will never do it as well as you do. And again, entrepreneurs who have brilliant ideas and are technologists find that very difficult to get over. They would prefer to do it themselves. They have um, difficulty in letting something go less perfect than they might have produced it themselves. That you're going to have to get accustomed to, and you have to keep training the people that work with you to get better at it as time goes on. Number four, you can't give what you don't have. Simon, in his article, says, don't save the world yet. I can't agree more. Until you can sell your product... And claim a decent price for it, you cannot achieve the kind of financial security for yourself and your business that it was required in order to give it away. Don't expect to be able to do work for nothing. Don't let others expect you to do it. And don't even consider the idea of pro bono work on a regular basis until you've put money in the bank to pay your basic needs. Rent salaries, insurance, and the overhead costs. That's a real hard one. As you begin business, people like to do things like say, well, I'll give it away free so that I can test my method and my theory and so on, and then I can charge somebody. It doesn't work that way. If you get people accustomed to the fact that you're not really serious about your business and you're not charging serious money for the services you provide or the uh, products that you're providing, your stuff is going to be worth exactly what you charged for it. Nothing. Begin. By charging a fair price, by commanding the excellence of the people that are working with you, and by producing extraordinary products and services, then when you command a really good price, you can afford to go save the world. Then you can do pro bono work, and you can donate when it's appropriate. We're going to take a quick break here. When we come back, we're going to keep on going with a top ten list for new entrepreneurs. This is Jillian Music at CEO Coach.
1: More on how to build your business on the web with the CEO coach right after this. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Warning, listening to webmasterradio.fm daily may cause webmaster insomnia and an increase in your company's profits. Webmasterradio.fm. Stay up with us all night long. Webmasterradio.fm. We're everywhere. We're back with Jelly and Music, the CEO coach, only on webmasterradio.fm.
0: And welcome back. We're talking about the top 10 list for new entrepreneurs. I've noticed that after the first of the year uh, resolutions kind of settle into place, people kind of dig down in and start that new company. So here's a top 10 list for those of you who are finally beginning your own journey into entrepreneurship. We're up to number five. Number one was don't waste money. Number two was learn to sell. Three, duplicate yourself. Four, You can't give what you don't have. Charge well for your product first, and then do pro bono work later. So number five, there's more than one way to skin a cat. This is about finances. Today, it becomes more and more difficult every moment to get things like loans from banks, lines of credit, traditional lending opportunities seem to have the doors closed at every turn. So, thinking about there's more than one way to skin a cat, I'd say take a look at those kinds of finances. Look for different ways to finance the startup year for your company. The first rule, uh, Simon points out as well, is don't spend a single penny you do not have. So, that kind of goes with number one. Don't waste money, but don't spend more than you have. Don't require investment in order to build your company. Think about that option. Is it possible that you could continue in your day job, work during evening hours, say 10 hours a week, adding two extra hours to your day every night in order to make this company begin? And if you did that for, say, two months or even six months, wouldn't it be much better to have funded your own startup and to have had a few customers under your belt? before you said goodbye to your day job. You'd be beginning on a good solid financial footing and you would not be leaving your day job behind until you absolutely had enough to cover your expenses. If that's not a possibility, if you've already found yourself being redundant in your own business or in the states, we call it fired and laid off, then it's time to begin right away. And it may be that you think you need funding to start. Look to yourself first. Look to friends and family. Try angel investors. VCs can be hard to get a hold of. They start in the several million dollar range. Even if you need a million bucks, that's pretty small for a VC. But angel investors might be more interested. And if all else fails, you can fund the building of a brilliant idea that is a replicable product for sale by doing things like consulting in the meantime. We did that at SEOMods for a number of years. We shut down the consulting work that we did once we knew that the product was going to carry the company forward. So there is a delicate balancing act of moving up the income in one sector of your line items, your product, even if it's productized service, and moving down things like consulting, which is not replicable product of income. Take a look at these options for financing, and remember, there's always more than one way to skin the cat. The next one, look for niche markets. Absolutely. If you try to go after entire major markets to do anything, you will be completely overwhelmed and it will take a fortune to build the product and to meet all of the market needs, as well as doing the marketing, which could be either national or global. That's far more than you need to do if you don't have things like venture capital funding. So look for niche markets. The tighter the niche market, the easier it is to get out to them. You can find emails for the heads of this or that company, but it's going to be very difficult to find the heads for marketing departments of every single company in the United States. So find niche markets preferably niche markets where lots of people are already looking for the kinds of things that you're about to offer, but very few professional responses are available. In other words, there's no clear Amazon in the field. When you find the niche market, begin there knowing what your next niche market is going to look like and continue forward from there. There's a new company in... Uh, Washington State called My Town Market, and that's what they're doing. They're going after the nonprofit sector before they begin to broaden the scope of what they're doing. Interesting corporation, but they have found a tiny niche market that will be the wedge to get them into a much broader international market in the future. Next tip take good care of your customers. In the fray of trying to find new customers for all of your products and services it often is easy to not pay as much attention as you should to those who are already existing customers but they're very powerful folks first of all it's a lot less expensive to keep a customer than it is to get a new one if you can take really good care of your current customers they become raving fans and they'll do their marketing for you. They will spread the word by word of mouth and by their own Twitter accounts and their own Facebook accounts and LinkedIn accounts and, 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 and. You get the idea. If you can get these people to be extraordinarily happy, you'll spread the world much fa- word much faster and you'll spread it broad- more broadly because you have many people doing it for you in different sectors and you will do it without cost. Take really good care of your customers or they will spread the wrong message for you when the time comes. Be realistic. Let's talk about projections in your business. If you've set out a business plan, you've probably written something about projections. I expect to sell this kind of stuff, and each one of these three or four items is going to bring me this kind of income, and that's what I think it's going to cost me to build it, and that's what I think I'm going to charge for it, and so on and so forth. And then you figure out how many sales you expect to make. I find that many people put down projections that are extremely aggressive. I just looked over a set of projections today, for example, that were really aggressive projections. And the guy thought, gee, I didn't think that. And I thought, well, here's what's going to happen. You're going to give this set of projections now to your venture capital investors. And that's what the guy was building it for. He was building his business plan and his projections to give to VCs who wanted to invest. And should the whole thing come to a close and he's taken their money, in a year, they'd be holding him to his promise of those projections. So as you create yours, say, if I were investing in this company and I were going to hold toes of the CEO to the fire for the projections I'm seeing on this piece of paper, would I want to be that CEO? I suggest you do the following. Take the first projections you put down on paper and call those aggressive growth. Now, put in another column and another column next to it, to the right, in your nice Excel spreadsheet, and tell yourself what it would take if, say, 10% less happened. That would be average growth. And the third column to the right, what happens if, say, 15% less, or 20% less, or 30% less of what you thought was going to happen actually did. That would be the worst case scenario. Worst case scenario is what might happen if this guy wins the election and the economy goes the other way and some other guy in a state you never heard of just came up with a competitive product. It's what you put down so that you can tell your investors whether it's friends and family, angels, or VCs, that this is what you will hold your toes to the fire for. It's the minimum, and the rest are goals. There's a difference between expected projections and goals. Make sure your lowest estimate is what you put out to the public, no matter if your public is your mom who lent you the money, as in friends and family, or whether it's your VCs. We're going to take one more break, and when we come back, we're going to go through tips number 7 through 10 here on CEO Coach.
1: Stay tuned. More on how to build your business on the web with the CEO Coach right after this. From the creators of We Build Pages, experience the power of the Internet Marketing Ninja. An exclusively trained army of nearly 100 in-house ninjas. Mastered in the arts of social media, local marketing, content creation, SEO reporting, and yes, link building. The Internet Marketing Ninjas will release a new version of their legendary tools to the public. Visit imninjas.com. The ninjas are coming. How far do your ads reach?
0: As you know, being an expert at f**k... What did she say? ...requires lots of practice and a great tool. Think you could use some help with f**k? Whoa! You're not alone. Hundreds have used our tool to take their f**k performance to the next level. The
1: language!
0: Of course, we're talking about managing Facebook ads on a Quizio.
1: Oh...
0: Buy, track, manage, optimize, and report on media across all major ad networks. Visit Aquizio.com to get a demo today. Aquizio: Search, social, display, one platform.
1: Just getting your feet wet on the internet? Then dive into our stream. WebmasterRadio.fm We're the coolest place around. WebmasterRadio.fm We're everywhere. We're back with Jelly and Musig, the CEO coach, only on WebmasterRadio.fm.
0: And welcome back. We're talking about the top ten list for new entrepreneurs here in 2012. Let's run through them from top to bottom and finish them off. Number one: Don't waste money. Two: Learn to sell. Three: Duplicate yourself. Four: You can't give it if you don't have it. Charge well, and then. Give away pro bono work. Number five, there's more than one way to skin a cat. Think about that in terms of finances. There are always different ways to raise money or fund your business, including staying in your day job until you're ready to launch on your own. Number six, look for niche markets. No reason to go blasting through the mainstream if you can find niche markets where you can attack the marketplace piece by piece without huge investment. Number seven, take good care of your customers. If you don't, they will spread the wrong word about you, your company, and your services. Be realistic. Talk about those projections. Make sure you've got an idea that you can really accomplish them, and then call those your aggressive growth projections. Create two more that would be average and worst-case scenario or slow-growth projections. Slow growth is your absolute hold your toes to the fire stuff. Everything else, that's a goal. So number nine, read everything. Become an avid reader of everything from business books and articles to things in your industry. Keep abreast of everything and everyone from blogs to tweeter, uh, to tweets to anything in your industry you can think of that will keep you at the bleeding edge. If you don't have a daily update on your competitive landscape, you don't know what you're building and where you're shooting in the dark. Okay? Critically important to be extremely well-versed in what your competitors are doing, what your groups are doing, and where your industry at large is headed, both nationally and internationally. Trust me, someone's written a book about it. Somebody's got a blog about it. Get your RSS feed set. Number 10, believe in yourself. If you don't, you cannot sell it. If you are not absolutely 100% sure of what it is you're trying to sell and that you can do an extraordinary job of it, you can't even begin to sell the idea to an angel investor, a VC, or even a friends and family. You certainly can't begin to sell the product for a fee that is worth selling it for. Again, I find a large number of entrepreneurs around the world, not just around the U.S., who have trouble believing in themselves. So here's a good idea. Take a sheet of paper, make a list of the assets and attributes that you could attribute to yourself and decide whether or not you've got the chops to do this job. This job is running a company and the prime directive of CEO of any company is to build value for that company. That means, do I really have the ability to see into the future and design products and services that are going to meet the needs of people in that future? Do I have the ability to stand in front of a group of investors and tell them why they should put their money here and why we or I am going to succeed? That would be the beginning. Assets that you can attribute to yourself would include whether or not you have a financial war chest, whether or not you have hardware and equipment. How about the ability to gather people around you who become passionate to build what you think is worth building? That would be an attribute. Think about other attributes that you might have besides raw intelligence, There are other attributes that you can talk about to yourself that will give you an idea as to whether or not you've got the chops to do this job. And when you finished with your list, I think you'll find that you have a lot more attributes and assets that will make you a successful CEO. And I'm going to give you one for the road, an extra one, a number 11. I'm going to say hire your first people for passion in your industry And the passion to build something amazing, rather than simply hiring for tactical, technical abilities. Okay, So we would again call that an asset, tactical and technical abilities. But an attribute would be a passion for your industry and a passion for building amazing things. Those are the kinds of people you want to work with. Hire for that first. And look for the technical abilities second. If you hire people who have passion, you will find it much easier to build the very finest products on the planet and to get them to market in the same way. This is Jillian Music at CEO Coach. Until next week, we'll be looking forward to hearing your thoughts. And reach me at Jillian at seomoz.org. That's G-I-L-L-I-A-N as in Nancy at S-E-O-M-O-Z dot org. Tell me what you'd like to hear on CEO Coach in the coming months. This is Jillian Music Till next week.